Tim Gillette show. I am your host, Tim Gillette, and this show is not about me, even though it is named after me. Our show is designed to bring you some of the most interesting people on the planet, the businesses they're doing, the charities they're running, the websites they have up and going, the influencers are connecting, the people and world that they are changing. It's all about them. It just happens to be my show, and it's named after me. Each uh, week, I bring you two episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I try to have a guest pretty much all the time. Uh, every now and then, I just I have, don't have a guest, and uh, I don't come live. But every guest, for the most part, I get to know live, on air, for the first time, interviewing them and asking them questions. Today's guest, a little bit different. Shelly Williams and I are in a mastermind, in uh, one of the many masterminds that I am part of, All right, which is something I always encourage people, be in a mastermind with people. I'm in several of them. I host a mastermind, which is the best mastermind. So you go try out all the other masterminds, then you come to mine. That's how it happens. But the best people are in mine. But Shelly and I are another mastermind. And I just kind of brought it up and I said, hey, Shelly, you know, to the group, I said, why don't you come on the show? Shelly does have the website. She does have things moving and shaking. All right. She isn't a, a someone who's doing things that I like to interview. She checked all the boxes of what we want on the show. So I'm going to get to know her a little bit better today on the show because, well, you know, I really don't know the in-depth, in, in deep Shelly. I'm going to find out about her today, and I'm going to do it with you. You ready, guys? Here we go. Let's bring Shelly up here. Hello, Shelly. Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm excited. So, you know, uh, by the way, I, I know you're in Philadelphia. What's the weather like in Philadelphia this week? Um, it's cold, it's rainy, it's snowing, it's off, it's on. It's, it's just a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's 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 cold here. It's 48 degrees, cold. Uh, last week we had super cold. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Cold. What you would call cold, but we call it super cold down here in Texas. <laughs> I mean, I call it super cold too, but I just am used to it. But I don't like it either, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and actually, I was talking with a gentleman this morning, Shelly, at the coffee shop who actually uh, had roots in Philadelphia. He's lived here in Dallas, uh, you know, too, for years. He was a younger gentleman. And we were discussing, and my mom's with me, so we're discussing the things about Philadelphia that's cool, right? Uh, number one, uh, I moved here in 1998 to Dallas, Texas, from the Philadelphia area, area, and I am not like a big NFL fan, but like I am an Eagles fan because I grew up in Philly area, right? And I said to myself, even though I'm not a Cowboys fan, I said, you know, it'd be cool to live in a town that wins the Super Bowl. Because when I moved here, this the, the, the idea that Philadelphia would ever make a Super Bowl seemed like, you know, way off in my great-great-grandkids generation. It just did not seem possible. Mm -hmm. And I moved to Dallas, and Dallas has not gone to the Super Bowl. They haven't made it through the playoffs since. However, the Philadelphia Eagles have gone to the Super Bowl twice and won once. 
I know. <laughs> See, that's why we have to stay on our regular side. If it's Eagles, you're just gonna be Eagles all day, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Now I am. Now I am. After 24 years of living in Dallas, I I, I am a Dallas uh, NBA Dallas Mavericks fan. All right, um, um, and I we have we have been to the championship twice and won once here. All right, and I want to tell you that's a unique experience looking in an NBA thing. And I think the last time. When I lived in Philly, the last time I experienced the, the Sixers winning was, I want to say, in the 80s. So, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. But I, I, I've been thinking about Dallas a lot. I might have to make a trip in that, to Dallas eventually. It's been coming up a lot. I know. It, it, it is. You know, we're both speakers, right? We both traveled. Well, I don't travel as much to speak anymore, but we're both speakers. I liked Dallas as a speaker because of the fact that I was in the heart of the country. Basically, everything's a two to three hour flight to get anywhere, except for, say, maybe, you know, New York, Boston or Seattle, Portland. Right. Those were a little bit longer flight to get to. But other than that, Dallas is a two to three hour flight for almost any major city as a speaker. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Fun um, facts, right? Look yeah, at it's fun facts. It's just, you know, and and and, and, and I'm going to tell you this just because I know for a fact not to pick on Pennsylvania. We got much better tax deals down here. I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. For my industry, yes, I would. I'm glad for my industry. I live in Texas and not Pennsylvania anymore, because there is definite advantages financially to living here versus other places. I, I have friends who live in California as a speaker. I don't know how they do it. Like the, the you know the you know just taxes and the way the things taxes go. Taxes is expensive. Yeah. California is expensive, but yeah. I'm going to put on my list. Dallas, somewhere, somehow, I'm going to make it there. Come visit Dallas, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, when you come to Dallas, all right, you and I are going to hang out. I'm going to take you to like barbecue places. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Because <laughs> if I came to Philadelphia, there's one place that I visit every time up there, and I'm sure if I came, you would go with me again. And where is that? Pat's on South Pat's. Street. <laughs> That's everybody's favorite, right? <laughs> I know. The two things that you want when you're in Philadelphia, Pat's, and you want a pretzel off of a vendor cart. Not yes. in the store. All right. Off a of vendor cart downtown. That's the best place. And, I, I, you know, the other, the other thing is, like, you know, I, I've learned to study these towns and what's good, right? You know. That sounds like a show right there, huh? Yeah. I, I, I do have another podcast that I do with a lady from Portland. We do on, on alcohol we drink and foods that go with it on Monday nights, but, uh, you know what I mean? It would be interesting just talking about what your town has. That's cool. <laughs> the cool uh, stuff. And we also have water ice, of course. Not yeah. everybody has water ice. Yeah. I, I, I remember there, I remember when they were like, um, Rita's Rita's water ice was put a location where I lived in Collegeville, Pennsylvania. And that was the most bizarre thing as a business person. Why would you rent a spot that you only have open five months a year? Like you got to pay the lease the other the other seven, you know, and I I just didn't get that right as a business. Now as a product, I love it, but as a business person, I was like I would never go in that business because of the fact it's a five month a year business. If that, yeah. But they make enough to make it, and now some of them are, some of them may may do other things like rent out their lot for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, Christmas trees lots. Yeah, I've seen that too. So yeah. So let's get down to what Shelly does up there in Philly. What is it that you do and how do you help people? How do I help people? I am a media consultant 
And what that really is, is I do all things media and I I have TV shows, I write for newspapers, and I actually do social media marketing for several different companies. So yeah, yeah. that's what I do. And I also have a uh, Motivation Monday network, and that's where I uh, bring in great guests to speak and teach to uh, different entrepreneurs how to move forward in life. So that's what I do Wow! in wow. a nutshell, hopefully. And, and, and- Shelly, when did you get into doing this with the media? All right. Did you get into it in the social media age or were you working with media before the social media became good? I've been in media since 1995. Ah, wow. Yeah. With, with a television show called Urban Expressions. We oh, yeah. celebrate this month celebrates our 30th year. Wow. It started in 1992. I came around in 1995. I started as an intern free working for free and then i decided free wasn't my thing so i learned and and grew and and became the executive producer by time right now i am the executive producer but i physically started as an intern working for free for urban expressions and urban expressions was on channel 48 you remember Mm -hmm. how we had uhf channels i remember 48 yep i do for those back in the day who know uhf so it was a uhf channel and it was owned by dorothy brunson and Dorothy Brunson is the first African-American woman in the nation to own a, a TV station. So wow. it's wow. really historical, you know? That's that's a huge impact, all right? I, I remember um, some things I remember about Philadelphia and, and media was now, I, I understand he's still on the air up there, is the two DJs that I grew up listening to. I think I think John DeBella, I think he's still on 1029 now, right? I think so. I listened to John DeBella on 93.3, the WMMR. I still have the WMMR app on my phone and still listen to it every now and then, but I don't know anybody on there anymore, right? Pierre Robert was there forever. I don't even know if Pierre's still on there, but um, not connected to Pierre anymore like I was. I tried to get Pierre on my radio show. I'm like, I want to get Pierre on my show because I like them so much, yeah. Uh, but he just doesn't do off-network shows. And I'm like, okay, I give that up. But media was huge to me in Philadelphia, all right? I... I did, um, I had a car cleaning business up there as well, auto body shop. And I worked on several news people who were like the newscaster. I can't remember for like channel 10. I, I used to work on his Jaguar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fancy yeah. cars. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't consider Jaguar a fancy car cause I worked on, them, but anyway. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, they're an all right car, but like after, after like, of all the cars, I got a Mercedes now, and I'm like, Mercedes is more of a classy car than a Jaguar was. But anyway. well, it might have been back then. Back then, with the whole the whole Jaguar on the front was different for everybody. Oh, yeah. Well, no, back then it was the the line while while my Jag's in the shop because it almost that's always true. was back then. Yeah, that's so, true. That is um, true. Uh, so I mean, so yeah, so you so ninety five, you were with the show. Did you get into all the other media going on in Philadelphia, the regular TV shows, the radio stations, things like that? Well, that came along as, as the, I guess, the popularity of what I do, it came along. So I'm doing the TV show, which was one of the popular ones. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we connected with some of the radio stations and I was able to do a segment. I did a word on the street on Urban Expressions, which was mm-hmm. my produced segment. That's how I started in producing. I started producing the word on the street. And then someone said, hey, why don't you bring this to uh, the radio station? The guy named was Albie Silk. 
And he said, hey, do the word on the street during my show. And I and I did that. I thought it was amazing. And then someone says, hey, take your uh, word on the street and put it in my magazine. Yeah, <laughs> so the yeah. word, on the, word on the street um, was in the magazine. It was called The Firm Magazine. And then it was on The Scene Magazine. So it was actually in several different magazines. And then through the years, here we are still. I'm doing the word on the street in Scoop. And I write for um, Uptown Standard newspaper so i continue to write yeah yeah i i you know it always amazes me when you get involved with one media form how fast the other media forms kind of form around you and it seems like that's what happened to you as well i don't you know here in dallas i'm a podcaster i'm not really on tv but like i'm connected to so many media people in tv Mm -hmm. and radio here in dallas because of that and I never thought about that. You know, when you start doing something media-wise, all right, and you did it before social media, how was the transition to social media after being on just TV? Oh, this is a funny story. It just really happens to be funny. So I kicked and screamed and and fought and said, no, 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 no. And uh, Keith from up the block, he was the host of um, Urban Expressions. And he, he, he went fast and furious into YouTube world. And then it was Rockstar P. He said, you have to, this was MySpace days. He said, you have to do a MySpace. He said, no, you have to. No, I would not do it. So he went, he made my MySpace, gave me logins and said, do this. And I yeah, said, yeah. okay, I get in it. And then I'm like, oh, I see. Mm-hmm, okay. Because mm-hmm. I felt that social media was taking over my job. You know, mm-hmm. basically I thought that it was taking over. And then I saw it and I said, oh, okay. Oh, wow. And then I, uh, then when Facebook came along, man, when Facebook came along, I just was all over Facebook. I created groups. I had pages. I had friends. I built a whole television show based off of connections I, I made on Facebook. And then I just prayed and said, God, I love social media. I want to make money doing it. Yeah, and yeah. the next week, literally the next week, I got a call for an offer I could not refuse and ended up uh, in a corporate office <laughs> in a corporate office in Foreman Mills in the advertising department running social media for wow. 35 different stores nationally. <laughs> wow. But but I kicked, I screamed, but it ended up being the, it's my bread and butter, you know? <laughs> well, I remember now, um, um, Nah, I'm not going to tell you which side of the political realm I'm on, but I remember when Barack Obama got inaugurated. I wrote my blog post that day congratulating him on being the first uh, African-American president of America, right? Mm-hmm. And not saying I was a fan. I just I, That's just one of those things I do. I did that on MySpace because I really wasn't – I mean, Facebook wasn't as big, but it was Twitter and Facebook were just kind of coming along in 2018 mm-hmm. when he was elected. And then I go to when his term was done, all right, and uh, how social media had so much changed because he won two, he was in two, two he had two um, terms, right? Two terms. Mm-hmm. And how much it has changed because I put on my, what I do now in social media, but I do in a blog post is always, well, thank you, Mr. President, for serving our country, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, I mean, we, we went from, um, Barack Obama to Donald Trump, and then I, you know, same thing. I'm doing well. Welcome, Mr. Trump. Uh, you know what I mean? Please know, sir, that I will always back you, and I will always. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going to 
call you my president, whether I like or dislike you, I'm going to respect you. It's always like I do a post like that, like mm -hmm. I did for Barack Obama. And I did a thank you to Barack Obama. Mr. Obama, I want to thank you for being our president. All right. For eight years. And and um, and I and I just it was just it was a heartfelt. You know what I mean? I may not have always agreed with you type post. And I do this for every president. I may not always agree with you, but I've always respect the fact that you took eight years of your life, mm -hmm. all right, and wore yourself down to serve our country. And I did the same thing when Donald Trump's term in, because to me, a president's a president, right? Mm -hmm. And I had a friend, all right, again, 2008, I had to put it on MySpace because Facebook really wasn't out there yet, right? It wasn't fully out there. Mm -hmm. In 2016, I had to get rid of friends who called Barack Obama names. That's the change in social media in an eight-year period of time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, I, I was doing stuff on MySpace. Not really no clue what I was doing. But how much it changed over the years. And then when I started my company in 2010, I did have friends tell me, Shelly, you don't need a website anymore. You can do everything on social media. You don't need this. You don't need a podcast. You just do everything on social media. Do you know that every person who told me that has a job working for someone else? And I said in the beginning, you need two things you're going to always need. You're always going to need an email list. You're always going to need a website. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, 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 you don't need that anymore. It's social media. And I've watched one social media or some platform come along that people will not integrate and realize it's great to engage with you on Facebook, YouTube, whatever it is. Whatever it is. I don't take the relationship off that channel. It will die. It will it not stay there because I can't count on the channel being there forever, right? And that's where I learned big on how to use social media. And everybody's like, how are you so successful on social media? I'm like, I'm not. I'm successful at getting people off social media. <laughs> into your tribe, into yes. your community, yes. into your... And that is and that is one of the things I, I teach you on as well. I'm a, uh, I do, I'm a constant contact uh, partner. And mm -hmm. my goal is to get people off of social media into your list to build your tribe. So if you say, oh, someone says, I want you to put a word out right now to your tribe. If you have them in your tribe and your email list, you can send them right to them. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, I mean, and I know you, you said constant contact. I think constant contact and a Weber. I think they're both like Montgomery County based companies, aren't they? You know, I, never looked at I, I know what a Weber was. I don't, a Weber was like King of Prussia area. Well, that would be nice to know. I'm going to look into it. I don't know where they come from. But the one thing, you know, it's 100 million companies. Like, just there like is. anything, there's a lot of speakers. There's a lot of social media people. There's a lot of everything. Yeah. But when it came down to that day, when it came down to choosing a, a platform, your CRM. So I get to Foreman Mills. They had no um, they had no CRM. They had no email list. They had They didn't have it. Yeah. But one thing I remember was a speaker. This one lady, her name was Marcia. I remember her speaking, and I said she was the nicest lady, the kindest lady in the world. And and we kept in touch. So the first thing I called was someone who I had a relationship with, who was kind to me. She spoke on some of my platforms, and I said, Marcia, I want to, I want to do this for this big company. It's a big, it's a huge company, and and I just need to figure out how to do it. When I say she came to me taught me step by step physically hand by hand and i was like who does that who does it so she so it was like if that's what constant contact 
you know, represents for great, amazing customer service. I don't care if I'm it costs more than yeah. the rest. Yeah. I'm, in. I'm in. Yeah. Exactly. So the company is still using them. I'm still using Constant mm -hmm. Contact. Then I became a partner because yeah. the customer service, hands down, is the best. When, when She came all the way to me. Yeah. <laughs> it made me oh, look I, smart. I, Here you go. It made me look smart once I was able to present it. Yeah. I said, I'm smart now. <laughs> yeah, I, I just looked it up real quick. And Constant Contact's actually out of Waltham, Waltham Massachusetts. It oh, is wow. a lever that is out of Chalfont, Pennsylvania, which was where my first full-time job was, Chalfont, Pennsylvania. Chalfont, yes, I've yeah, heard of yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's it's interesting though. But you know, Constant Contact, I, I tried them early on. And uh, I, before my, like I remember trying the MailChimp. And by the way, guys, I will tell you this. If you think you're going to do something business-wise with MailChimp, you look like an amateur. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right. Now I'm not going to say, you know, a, you know, Aweber Constant Contact is better. You can tell me because you like Constant Contact. I went shopping cart, Kartra, which you probably noticed from my emails. I went that route. But most people have never stopped to actually talk to a partner with you, like you, from a company to go, is this right for me? Mm -hmm. They follow the advertising and they just try it out and then they screw it up. And, and, and if they don't have a customer service rep like you did, then they get pissed off and go, well, Aweber sucks because you didn't stop to figure it out first. Yep. -er. Right. You, you know, that's why. And whereas. I, yep. And I knew I didn't have, I knew that I knew a little bit, but I knew I didn't have what she had. And, mm -hmm. and, the, and the fact that it was just a, she was just a phone call away. It was, Hey, sure. I will. And, and we were, and she was in uh, Pennsylvania and I worked in Jersey. She yeah. came all the way to Jersey, walked up the steps and everything. And I said, man, this made me just look so great. And so I guess that's my allegiance. Now, there are some, some platforms that have better features, that have better this. But the one thing they don't have is the customer service that will knock you off your feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it all comes down to, like, I have a friend on the West Coast who's very big on um, Infusionsoft. All right. Yeah. I'm not. All right. I am not. I've never was. I was, I used one shopping cart for years. I mean, for years, a version of it, like someone's white, white brand. And um, they did very well by me, but they weren't technologically advanced like Kartra. That's why I, and like I constant contact, I think now has shopping cart capabilities. I was trying to do everything all in one because that's mine's an online business. Mm -hmm. Whereas some people, I mean, and now they have it, you know what I mean? They didn't in 2012 and 13 when I was looking at that. Mm -hmm. All right. So I didn't go with that. But how often are these, these companies, you have a rep you can talk to. One shopping cart, I always had someone I could call and talk to. Um, MailChimp, no. All right. And if you're, and that's why I will say, if you're using MailChimp, all right, talk to Shelly or me. Move it. Constant contact or go shopping cart. Take your pick. Get off of MailChimp. You look like an amateur. And if I could show you, I can tell the people's, I don't know if you can, Shelly, I can tell people's emails from, from MailChimp of how unprofessional they are. And they have no clue. I can tell a professional email from a constant contact, Aweber, Kartra, One Shopping Cart, Infusionsoft. I can tell, and there's another one out there too, I can't think of it, but they look professional. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they are. It's the professionalism, but I mean, I'm always, you always go for me. I always go down to the bottom to see who, who's the, who's the brand. You yeah, know? yeah. That's it. Uh, and that's it. You've got to be able to label, uh, you know I mean? That's it. You also have ways to label it. Um, mm -hmm. for years I used one shopping cart because it didn't have their thing at the bottom. Cartridge has theirs at the bottom because I'm using Cartridge mail feed. 
feature as opposed to getting an outside one. All right. So uh, to me, it still comes off looking professional. And I, yeah. I, I'm i in Frank Kern's inner circle as well. His emails using Kartra or stuff like that, they look professional, you know, and that's mm-hmm. it. Most people are trying to do things for free, for cheap, for, I, and I'm sure you've seen them too up there, Shelly. They're all trying to do cheap, cheap and free and it looks it. <laughs> Just trying to get people in. Yeah. 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 All right. You wouldn't go to the television station with a free or cheap proposal. They'd laugh at you, wouldn't they? Yes, they would. They they, they want to see some professionalism uh, out there. However, uh, this is something I'm, I want your, your opinions on this. Over the past two years, television stations had to rely on a camera they have at home because the host couldn't come into the studio. Yep. Now, what's your opinion on dealing with that stuff in the media? You know, in the media, because they have a... a they have what they needed. They were able to pivot. They had the, the budget they needed to, to, to make, to send the equipment home to their people, to send what they needed home to their people. So it all came off looking great, but the most of us had to pivot and didn't have what it took to, to really do it. We were like, uh, what do we do? What do we do? And what's the best camera and everything like that. I'm still wait. I'm still looking for the best camera, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. So am I. And I think I'm, I, I've got five of them here. <laughs> oh, you've got, see, see, I haven't even, I haven't even gone to that part. I, I stick with the one and I'm like, all right, here it is. But yeah, but they it, it ended up looking great. Some of them just really. On, I'll show, I'll, I'll really show you some of the things I have that I can switch around, Shelly. Is, so there's Ooh. my other one there. <laughs> nice. This one here is just the cheap one. I don't like this camera at all. I never use that one, but those are just three I have hooked up. The other two are off. They're not on me. They're on the other side of the thing. So, so do you? Ha- how do you have them set up? So is it just uh, freestanding or they're, are they? Open? Um, These ones here are on top of monitors. I have three monitors set up and, and yeah, like I have a monitor over here so I can pull questions and stuff for things. This is my main monitor where I can see you. You're actually right down here. All right. And stuff like that. Um, and, and I run a three monitor setup, so I basically could be doing stuff on three different monitors all day. So I clip them to the monitors. Then I've got this microphone. I had a microphone down here as well, but I, t- I packed that one up for the event this weekend. So I had a microphone in case I had to broadcast there. So uh, that's my mobile mic. So, but wow. this studio, this is three to five years of, of building this right. I mean, I you know when people say, you know, hey, Tim, tell us how you did it. Uh, you know, guys, I get. 10 grand wrapped up into this with lights and all that stuff. And I didn't do this all at once, you know, took some time, took some time, but you, you were dedicated to what you wanted. This is, this yeah. is what you wanted. You're, this is what your studio. This is how you are. Me personally. I'm, uh, I am missing lives. I, I, this is, yeah. this, this is my ends to mean. This is what I do. But the television show I did single on a Saturday night, which is what I pivoted to, um, during urban expressions was live and it was about it was about the live experience it was a lot about the connection it was about the fun so i'm just sitting here biding my time waiting for uh waiting for the time that we can go back and, and do it live that's really what i'm waiting for facebook user we would love to figure out who you are to give you the credit if you would kindly go to i think it is is it streamyard.com slash facebook or facebook.com slash streamyard one of the two you got to go to that and give your the, give your camera, give your Facebook permission to interact, and we can actually find out who you are. 
Yeah. Well, hello out there. I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad you're here. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, it's 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 Rena. All right. Yeah, she's got a cool show. I'm gonna be on her show. She was on here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Rena. I think that's how you pronounce it. Forgive me, Rena, if I pronounced it wrong. I love you, uh, uh, but I've had a million names thrown in front of me in the past six days. <laughs> it happens. Yes, it happens. So. So, Shelly, all right, with the world changing, all right, you're still doing media. Um, what are some things that you think you're going to be doing in the next two years with the media and the shows you've got? With the shows I've got, I am going to 100% go back to live, but the goal is to do them in different areas. Mm-hmm. Once, we're, once we're able to get back and, you know, I'm hoping we... I'm hoping we get back to that point where we can connect uh, on an ongoing basis. So definitely took them on the road. I did a little bit, even though during during quarantine, during no after quarantine, during COVID, I took the show to Charlotte, and that was on my vision board to do a show in different markets. And I different actually markets, did yeah. one in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I want to do more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely want to take Motivation Monday all around. I want to. Uh, that's the goal, just to be on tour and, and, cool. and make sure everybody and every wherever you are knows about what we're doing. Because I'm single on a Saturday night is really an experience for anybody single out there. It is just really an experience. We have it's not just about the talking; it's about the fun afterwards. We do karaoke. It is so fun, and I miss it so much. Yeah. I know. I this this was the first big this past week. It was the first big live. Uh, uh, conference that I went to in two years. Now I've gone to smaller, like, you know, 20 person meetups here and there, but this was the first conference conference that I've gone to in two years. And I'm like, Oh my God, this feels so good to be back in a live room with people. Yeah. And uh, you know what I mean? My friends from like, all over the country, I had friends coming in from Florida, California, um, up the Northeast where you were at, you know, I had uh, one friend came from, from Baltimore from, you know, from Washington, they're all coming in. It's just felt good to be in a room with people again. I know I'm here in the Dallas area. Uh, I am starting up my meetups again this, this week. All right. I have, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately I'm stuck on a certain day because that's the day the venue is available for me. It's the second Thursday of every month. And everybody's like, you should, you didn't give me enough heads up. I'm like, I was in and out of sickness for two months. I wasn't sure I was going to host it. (laughs) So but yeah, live and in person, it's just something about seeing the people live again. It is. It's something about it. It's the connection. I mean, I started Motivation Monday Network. It was three years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, from the connection, we built a whole community, which is what the goal is, to build our community. Yeah. But we missed each other. But throughout the throughout the pandemic, throughout it, we continue to connect, continue to do things because we missed that whole interaction and, and, and just... It's just nothing like it. And of course, I'm glad and I'm thankful that we had the 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 whole Zoom and StreamYard and this whole thing to to fall back on. I am glad. I'm wouldn't wouldn't change it for the world, but I'm glad we had it. But mm-hmm. um it's nothing like the live and I'm hoping to be back soon, hoping. Yeah, yeah. So are things kind of opened up in Philly to where you can do them in Philly or no? I don't know. You can, like. but they have the um you have to be vaccinated. And you have to show proof of vaccination. So um, that has slowed some people down because not everybody is vaccinated. Not everybody will be vaccinated. So, you know, you have to show your card to even get in the restaurant. Because I had it in TGI Fridays Mm -hmm. um, on City Line Avenue because they're my client. And 
they need to have to sell you have to show proof so i didn't i haven't gone back yet because of that for that reason because i would have done it this month another reason to come to texas just saying we don't do that down here <laughs> oh, oh no oh no really no no yeah. proof of vaccination no nope. nope. can't get in the building no nope. without you I as mean, a matter of fact our governor was so against that he said no i want freedom all right uh, I want to put people. I want to put people in charge of their own destiny. All right. If you are, if you're not smart enough to stay home when you're sick, you deserve to get sick, right? Uh, but yeah, they're pretty much. We have a lot of people down here who go. You know what? You know we're for, we're about freedom. Letting you in. All right. If you're sick, please stay home. And that's what everybody says. If you're sick, please stay home. Don't come if you're sick. If you got a fever, you got any of the symptoms. It's that's just common sense. I mean, growing up, we had that common sense. Right. I think our generations have lost it. All right. I mean, to be honest with you, it, you can have you can show proof of vaccination and walk in that door and still be sick. And still be it, sick. Vaccination does not say you don't get the, the, the nope. COVID. It doesn't say that. I know, I know plenty of people who had were vaccinated and got COVID. So mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily stop you from you could be walking in full of covid and, and still but but this is what this is what's happening in philadelphia so that's why i haven't gone back to motivation monday live because because of that yeah yeah so i mean it, it is a changed world all right and uh we've got to adapt all right we're doing events down here like my my thursday event i i can fit 40 people in the room i'll only let in 20 mm -hmm. i will let people spaced unless they move their chairs together all right but i space it out when they walk in I've got the spacing set so that if it was up to me to place their seating, I've given them space and I'm all about that. Right. If they want to move their seats together and get close, it's up to them, not me. All right. right. They've taken it on themselves. But my wife works in and out of hospitals. And this last time in, in January where I got it again, my wife, we thought that maybe it's just like my wife's vaccinated and she's never had COVID, but she thought maybe there's a chance she carried it to me. Right. And like, we don't know this thing. All right. But I love Mike Rose. You know, he's another great media person. I love Mike Rose outlook on this. He basically said, let's let's he said, these are my three things onto it. Number one, we're probably all going to get it. Number two, it's not going away. Oh, wow. All right. And number three, it's a 99 percent survival rate. You know, take better care of your dang health. So you have a chance of surviving when you get it, yes. right? It doesn't that guarantee it, but it's still. Anyway, these are common sense things, and I don't want to. I don't want to take the whole show to use to that. Right, but I but I understand. So that that is really what has been you know hindering a lot of things right now. Just just the, just the whole thing. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, uh, are you doing Are you doing a weekly broadcast with your show now, or no? Uh, from From Zoom or no? No, I am not. I do uh, monthly. Uh, Motivation Monday was monthly. Single on a Saturday night was monthly. Mm -hmm. um, so everything is monthly. But right now, me personally, I have embarked on a 30 interviews in 30 days um, awesome. Awesome. Uh, thing to celebrate, of course, 30 years for Urban Expressions and Black History Month. So this is day eight mm -hmm. of 30 interviews in 30 days. So this is and I'm doing that all via Zoom, of course. Mm -hmm. So th 30 days, 30 interviews. Are you on 30? I'm on, eight. I'm on number eight. Mm -hmm. Are you on 30 other people's shows or you're hosting 30 shows? I'm hosting. Hosting 30 is I'm interviewing 30 people in 30 okay. days. So each so, person. So what day is Tim Gillette on? Uh, what, oh, okay, Tim. Okay. 
we might have to schedule it. See, Tim has a great scheduling system. And, and I was like, oh, I should have done it like Tim. But no, I didn't do it quite like that. I didn't have the great, great scheduling system where you could put all the information in. I thought that was amazing. And I'm sure that came through Kartra. It did. Well, it's part, partially Kartra, partially Calendly. But you know why I did that? Why? In 2000, in May of 2020, I did 100 interviews in 30 days. What? And I had to come up. I had to refine the system so that I could I could work through them fast because I was doing three and four interviews a day. Why hundred? Why hundred and thirty? I just that was the beginning of the pandemic in May, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do something. I'm going to just do something. That's the key thing was find yourself some way to keep moving, right? And I'm like, I know what I can do, and I did literally. I did thirty thirty days. It was. And I, I came just in short of a hundred. All right. But like, I just, I planned it out and I had my schedule. I was interviewing people up until like eight, nine at night. Right. Oh my but goodness. That helped me come up with that system to simplify it. And like this conference this weekend that I was at, people were like, I want to be on your podcast. Great. Go to timgillette.com slash podcast interview and apply. Well, can we do it? I'm like, I don't, I don't look at the calendar. I don't look at the schedule. I don't do with the back and forth. I said, it's all automated. <laughs> it is a great system. I would love to learn how you did it. Cause I was sitting there like, I tried calendar. It didn't work for me. Maybe I just didn't know what I was doing. And I said, all right, but this is great. I love the way that when it was just so, so seamless and effortless. It was like, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. The two things you need to make this work, ladies and gentlemen, and like I, I see Rena's still in, in, in the comments saying, you know, she went through it too. Um, uh, and actually, Debbie, Debbie Allen, is it is it Debbie Allen just emailed me this morning on it. Um, she booked her slot yesterday or something like that. And then, uh, yeah, she booked her slot yesterday. And I then switched, the system switches you over to podcast date booked sequence. And the first one is, is my, you get an email, my commitment to you. She wrote back, she goes, Tim, this is like awesome. It's like this class act of how you handle it. I'm like, it came down to every inch of what you do. And you probably are this way in media, every inch of what you do, wherever you see a, a problem develop, find a solution. That's all I do. And that's business. Find a solution that will fix that problem. And th that uh, truthfully is everybody goes, you're a great marketer. I'm not always that great at marketing, but I'm great at putting stuff like this. My system of using funnels, Kartra, all right, Calendly, all that, that's the most refined, perfect system I have down. Uh, my other stuff is nowhere near as perfected as that. Why? Because I haven't had enough traffic moving through it to find loopholes and problems. And, you know, in media, there's always problems. There's always a fire that's got to be put out. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh. Well, I know what I'm going to ask when, when someone says uh, my question for Wednesday. I know the answer. Teach me. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I got my hand. Oh, man, I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and, well, that's it. All right. I, I love it. Well, I love that that mastermind that we connected because I didn't know anything about you until I was in that, until you showed up in that mastermind. All right. Um, yes. And, and you know, I love it that that's how we get to know each other and know each other's business and stuff like that. So, uh, it's cool. It's cool. So, um, you know, as we get closer on down towards the end here, there's there's two questions I, I, I've started putting into every interview, Shelly. One of them was in 1988, because of what happened to me in 1988. In 1988, I, I worked part time at a gas station in Tuxbury, Massachusetts. 
And mm -hmm. I was having problems with people who had more seniority than me coming into the gas station and getting in my way on my shift. Mm -hmm. And I went to my boss and I said, Frank, so-and-so is being a problem. What do I do? And Frank said, Tim, when you are here and you're running a shift from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m., I want you to pretend like you own this business and run it like you own the business. It costs mm -hmm. a dollar. It's a dollar out of your pocket. If you make a dollar, it's a dollar going into your pocket. You do that and you will never have a problem. That caused Tim Gillette to take ownership of everything he does in his life. Mm -hmm. Did someone give Shelly advice? It might have been, hey, Shelly, this is how you get through the fifth grade. But it became life advice. You know, yes. When I was in high school, I, I kind of breezed through high school. But I wasn't really one of those students. It just seemed everything seemed to come easy, so I just did whatever. But I was late every day for school on my last year, like every day. And the teacher wrote, you have to, and it was a business class, and my goal was to be in business. And she wrote in my, my yearbook, you have to get up early to be a success. And and from that moment on, I, I got up early, I was on time, and it, it just became, it became my thing. It's, it, I, I can't, and I like to be up early on time. I can imagine being late every day, but I, when I say I was late every day, it was, it was like, oh, well, it's just, it's just school. <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did you see the meme that came out? I think it was like two weeks ago. I seen it on Facebook where the guy said, uh, you know, when I was young, my dad, uh, when I was young I, I, and I went to soccer practice, if I showed up late, the coach made me run laps around the field. The problem was, is that my dad was the coach and he drove me there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> But yeah, it, it was it was that I, I didn't think about it. It just was like that last year of school was so easy. It was just like, yeah, oh, well, yeah. I know it's just and, and it's funny that like you never think that like that's just like what five words and it impacted your life impacted my life. I will never. For, it's like I would never forget it. You have to be you have to get up early to be a success. And of course, my goal was to be a success. Even <laughs> then, even then I wanted to be a success. So yes. I said, oh, okay, ma'am. Ma'am, thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. I will quote you for the rest of my days. <laughs> for the rest of my days, I will get up early so I can be a success. And I believe I'm a success. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So the other question I have has it a, a little. A little downside to it, all right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. August of this past year, I got to interview a longtime friend of mine. Uh, like Him and I go back, went, went back almost 20 years. When he first came to Dallas, he crashed on my couch like because he had no place to go. Mm -hmm. I interviewed him in August. And within days of the interview, he got COVID and passed away. Oh, man. I found out by someone leaving a comment on the YouTube video. That's how I found out I lost my friend. But now I realize thousands upon thousands of people who are in his community came to watch that interview because it's their last chance to see him. Mm -hmm. Now, Shelly, I don't want something to happen to you, all right, but someday you and I aren't going to be on this earth. We're going to be in heaven rejoicing, I'm going to tell you right now. We're going to be dancing in the golden streets, you and I. Yes. Uh, but somebody's going to search for this interview because they want to find out one more bit of wisdom from you after you've gone. What would you say to those people? What would I say to those people? Don't give up. Don't give up. This road 
to entrepreneurship, business, media. It's hard, but don't give up. And I definitely got that from one of my mentors, which was Dorothy Brunson. I, I never quit because you can't quit. You know how many times, uh, you know, carp repossession, you know, house and everything, but yet I never gave up. And no matter what people say, you sure you don't want to get a job? You know, that's the number one thing people say. You're sure you don't want to go get a job? Yes, I'm positive. I don't want to go get a job. I'm positive. And I'm going to work through this and I'm going to keep going because I know one day it's I, one day I won't have those problems. Yeah, yeah. One day it's it, everything that I was working for is going to work. And I'm at that day. I'm at that day where I'm not worried about repossession and I'm not worried about my car my house being foreclosed on. I'm not worried about those things because I kept working and I know I did not go get a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I met a gentleman this past weekend at this event who told the story. He has a, he has a, a worldwide, you know, worldwide networking business now as just one of his businesses. And he talked about when he was creating that and said how he's there sitting there with the man who helped him create this and our architect and design this at a meeting designing it and his wife calls from the store, her debit card doesn't work. It's like, it's like you're sitting down with greatness and these great big things that come in front of you. And the biggest worries you have is your wife's on the phone and you got $20 in your bank account and your wife's got to buy diapers for five kids. And you're like, uh, yeah. And he said to me, he said, you know, the greatest thing in the world I had was I had a wife who supported me in business. And I just said, honey, get what you can. I'll deal with this later. I'm in a meeting right now. Get what, what we need. I will deal with this later. And he mm -hmm. said, most of you would have gave up and went and got a job because all you had was $20 left in your bank account. And mm -hmm. I've been through it too. I've been through bad credit. I've been through all that stuff. I, I rented rooms in Dallas because I couldn't rent an apartment. And I remember the greatest joy in my life was being able to make the connection, Shelly. And while renting a room in someone's house, buying a rental property and renting it out. That was, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to, I don't have to be driving the Mercedes to be successful. That was a moment of success. It indeed it was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and, and so many, so many of us that we don't, we, we miss that ours. And yeah, I think the definition of entrepreneur is the person willing to work 85 hours a week to avoid getting a 40 hour a week job. <laughs> and, and that is the, that is a fact, a fact, a fact, a fact. But I believe that we're working 85 hours right now but there's yeah. going to be a moment where i'm not going to have to work 85 hours and there's going to be a moment where i can be able to say you know what i'm going to take off for a month and i'll see you in a minute because because the passive income will have have been That's there but the everything that I, i'm setting up right now will be there and that is the, that is the number one goal for that day because i do plan on going on a vacation for a month I yeah, do. I'm going to yeah. go on vacation for a month. 30 days in interviews. I'm going to go on a 30 day vacation yeah. one day. <laughs> I did. I did in 2010. Like as I as I was after I left working for Starbucks, which was my income, and kind of go back into planning new businesses. I took 30 day motorcycle road trip. Road trip. Me too. I went. I left here. I went. Drove to California. Drove all the way up the coast to Seattle. Drove through Montana, Wyoming, all these states, right? And all along the way, people were like, um, like, you know. Are, what are you going on this trip for? I'm like, well, I said, I, I, I left one Saturday morning to go out for a motorcycle ride and I just haven't turned around to go back home yet. <laughs> but I could afford it at the time. And you know what I mean? That's it. You know, I, this past weekend, I could afford to take five days off, go help my friend with his business. And I didn't have to go, well, let me check my email real quick. I get, you know, 
No, I was able to pause my business and still have money coming in. That's where yeah. I'm trying to be. So yeah. listen, I, I'm, I'm ready to get in one of your masterminds too, because you know, I've noticed from the from the beginning of the mastermind, I was like, man, Tim really has these systems in place. Yeah. You know? Tim's got it, Tim's really. got it down. <laughs> anyway. Well, Shelly, I want to make sure people reach out to you, connect, all right? I know you're on all the social channels and all that, but the biggest thing about our show is we want to make sure we connect with websites. What is the best website people can reach you at and find out more about you? ShellyShellWilliams.com. Shelly Shell Williams. So I got to ask, why the Shelly Shell? Two two things. Uh Past in the past, before the shows, bro, people called me Shelly Shell, Shelly ah. Shell. It was a thing. And then when I went to brand myself after working, you know, working the nine to five, mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. realized Shelly Shell, you Google Shelly Shell, she comes up because I was on Urban Expressions. Mm -hmm. And I said, you can Google Shelly Williams and a million people come up. But Shelly Shell, it's only one me, did, you know. Did so you go get ShellyShell.com? I did not look for that. No. Uh, if it's available, I'd lock that in. I will go look for that. Yeah. that duly noted, I will definitely do that. But there is one DJ named Shelly Show, so he might have gotten it. But I will he go look have. for it. But yeah. that's where it came from. I say, you know what? When you, I want to be, I want people to know that that's me, Shelly Show Williams. You just go, you know? Yeah. That's, that's brilliant using the brand is around. Yeah. I, uh, I, Tim Gillette's my name, but like, you know, all the stuff I was known for, I, I never, I did. Um, over the years, it's, it's been a different things, but, and I, when it comes along, if it's something that I can grab the domain name, I grab it, just point it to timgillette.com. But yeah, it's just, that's what you do is you use all those things to your advantage. Smart, smart. Yes, so, so, so I'm before we go, gonna, I'm telling you, you're going to learn a lot from Tim Gillette. <laughs> <laughs> before you go, Shelly, I have a game I play with every guest that's been on my show. The version of the game right now is I have seven envelopes, numbers one through seven. You get to pick three of them, and I'm going to ask you the questions that are in those envelopes. So pick three numbers. Seven. Love it. Five. And three. Five. And three. My favorite number, three. Oh, really? These ones here, you will have no idea what's in those. All right, seven, five, and three. What are we going to do? Seven, five, and three. What are we and going we to talk about? Envelope number seven. And we go to question number one. Ice cream cone or snow cone? Ice cream cone. Oh, like, which brand ice cream cone? I'm curious. Where do you go? I like... You know, there's no particular brand I like. I just go to little... Like, uh, there's a place near me. It's like a little shop it's almost like a readers but it's a little shop and i go and it's on the corner and if i'm going to the highway sometimes pull over and get my ice cream cone from me. well no, no i remember the, no no i remember the old no I, I remember it was dairy queen or caravel where they had the old swirly one and then they would dip it oh, oh yes oh my goodness yes i want some ice cream now yeah. <laughs> um question number through two what is worse laundry or dishes Laundry, laundry, because you have to, there's so much more involved. You have to gather the clothes, then you have to separate the clothes, then you have to put them in, then you have to go in the washer, then you have to wait, then you got to put them in the dryer. Oh my goodness, it's such a process. Yeah, but laundry's done in one day. Dishes you have to do every day. 
Yeah, but that process, it's never it's a system down to make it easier. Systems. That's what Tim Gillette does. He has the system. I need the system. <laughs> you have the correct system. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Question number three in envelope number five is pancake or waffles? Waffles. Oh, yeah. I love it. High five. Yeah. Yes. Waffles. Yes. So, no, no. So, I know you don't have them up there, but when I moved to the South, Waffle House. I mean, it is is the greasiest of junk breakfast food out there, but it is so good. (laughs) It is definitely good, but I love that's why I like going to diners because diners always have the fresh. The fresh Belgian waffles, yes. Oh my god! I, I miss the Philadelphia diners. That's the one thing I miss because, like, there's not like a you know, it's not like McDonald's everywhere. It's a diner. It's a different family on almost every corner. It is. I love diners. Yeah. Yep. I miss that about about Philadelphia. So, uh, envelope number five, question number one: Would you rather play bowling, go bowling, or play putt putt golf? Bowling. Yeah. I am really? not, you're a bowler. I'm not, I'm not an expert, but I love bowling. You know, bowling is such a stress reliever. <laughs> oh, really? You, you ever think about what's on the other end and you're mad at anybody, any frustration? You take the ball, you throw it down, and then boom, it is just it just knocked all your troubles away. Mm-hmm. Stress reliever. Got a point. So yeah. Well, let's move on. Question number two: dog or cat? Neither. Neither. Sorry. Not an animal person. Sorry. <laughs> I wait a minute. I wasn't either. 2014. Uh, we had, we got a one-bedroom condo. We had a huge lake house and we moved to a one-bedroom condo. And my oldest stepson, my my boys, stepsons, actually got an apartment together. And because it was an apartment, they can only have two pets. And they had a cat, or they had two cats and a dog. So the oldest comes to me and said, uh, he, he, the nice cat, he says, Tim, can you can you guys keep my cat at your house for six months until we're able to move from the apartment to a bigger place? I said, okay. A year later, I'm like, that cat's mine now. You lost it. Oh, my. You became uh, a cat person. He, yeah, he, yeah he, he, he was part of my life until uh, um, February 2021. He, just, he, he was just so sick. Um, it was the yeah. toughest decision, toughest day in the world for me when they said to me, well, we can do this and this and this. And maybe if he's got enough health in five days, we can try to do testing on him. And I'm like, this is the fourth time we've done this and he's just not coming back. I'm going to make a decision that was so hard for me. And I just, I, I let him, I let him put him down. And I said, it's just, I don't want to remember him being like this. I want to remember all the cool times we had and stuff like that. But I became a cat person. By accident. Now I'm, I'm I'm going to say I say I'm, I'm neither, but I did have a cat live my my nephew lived with me for um a year and it was the most amazing year. But he had a, it came with a cat called Paulito. Paulito, yeah. it, even though I'm not a cat person, Paulito, I have a million. If you look at my phone, there's a million one pictures of Paulito because he just kept coming near me. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, do you, do you know I'm allergic to you? I'm allergic <laughs> to you. I'm allergic to cats. I'm allergic to dogs. But do you know he just kept coming near me? But if I had to say, I don't know if I'm a cat person, but I'm a Paulito person. Which one? Yeah, which one do you prefer? I guess I could, should have asked, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm just Paulito. He was just, he, he didn't make it either. He um he got sick uh, years later. But if I had to say, I'm just a Paulito. So I guess yeah. I would say cat because he, mm-hmm. he, was, he was hilariously... 
hilariously like i know you i know you don't like me but i'm going to come over there next to you anyway i'm going to sit next to you anyway i'm going to just be your friend anyway yeah yeah cool so last question in uh, envelope number five is dunkin donuts or starbucks uh, starbucks starbucks all right i was I, it's hard it's hard yeah. I'm not when i lived up there it was dunkin donuts down here at starbucks because there's very few dunkin donuts and it just does not taste the same down here i would say i would say it doesn't i would fun fact here is i have never had a cup of coffee coffee a day in my life mm -hmm. so i'm not choosing between uh coffees because that's it's, what I, it's I the other things they have yeah it, it was the other things I have recently spent some time going to, to, to Starbucks. So, and I've enjoyed the, what they had, but no coffee a day in my life. Cool. Cool. Uh, well, uh, that, that will take that envelope. Envelope number three, our final envelope. Question number one. Did you see the movie, The Matrix? Of course. Yes. Mm -hmm. So which one did you choose? The red pill or the blue pill? What you know? It's funny. I don't know. You don't remember what they are. I all don't right, remember, you... and I just saw the uh, newest one, and I was very—I'm sorry—I was very disappointed. But uh, okay. I, I, yeah, I'm not going to see it yet. So the red pill, all right, is uh, yeah, the term red pill or blue pill refer to the choices between the willingness to learn a potential unsettling, life-changing truth by taking the red pill. Or become ignorant to what was going on in the world and take the blue pill. So which one would you choose, red pill or blue pill? Red pill. Most people do. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely the red pill. Who wants yeah, to hit me with pill? the truth, all right? Quit playing pansy-wansy with all this stuff. Just let's mm -hmm. get on with it, all right? I don't want to be ignorant of what's going on. Anyway. No, not at all. The truth, they say, it always said the truth shall set you free. So. That's right. <laughs> you can tell we're a little bit founded in the same book, huh? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Question number two in this uh, envelope number three, McDonald's or Taco Bell if you have to go get fast food? McDonald's. McDonald's is my favorite place. <laughs> I love McDonald's food. Yes. So, um, I, I, I Literally, I would rather go to McDonald's than go out to a gourmet restaurant. Well, I used to. I did change that a little bit. But yes, I used to. I, I was definitely, I grew up, my mother loves mcdonald's her quarter pounder with cheese so she mm -hmm. loves mcdonald's and i and i've loved it because my mommy loves it <laughs> yeah, no. um the last question in, in envelope number three is star wars or star trek star wars i love star wars yes i know Nothing like star wars they, yeah, yeah some people are kind of one or the other so and did you like the earth like did you see you didn't see star wars like in the 70s and 80s you no, but my the one i like is empire strikes back so. okay yeah yeah um i didn't see them live at that time i seen them later and i still like the originals more than some of the newer stuff yeah that that episode one two three yeah i can get away with not watching that ever again yeah <laughs> no, no, I'm definitely, I'm not a, I'm not a hardcore, but I do, I do like it. I definitely like the era of the, the Empire Strike Back. It was just, just one of those eras, but yes, Star Wars. Cool, cool. Well, uh, Shelly, I want to take uh, this time to thank you for being on the show today. Take time out of your schedule, be my guest and share with my audience, your story, your information. Repeat your website one more time. So both the audio as well as the video people can come find you. Shelly, Shell, Williams.com. 
Cool. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm so excited. I got to know you more. You got to know more. It's such a yeah. great thing. It's just a great, that's what I like about this podcast. I basically am doing nothing but having a conversation and recording it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to you guys, the listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in and getting to know me as well as Shelly uh, today. Do me a favor, go to ShellyShellWilliams.com and check out Shelly and all that she has to do. And please subscribe to our both our YouTube channel as well as where you get your podcast. I will be back in a couple more days with another great guest. Have a great week, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye.